Jesus told his disciples that it's like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home, he puts all of his servants in charge, each servant with work, and commands the doorkeeper to keep watch. This past week, the streaming service, music streaming service Spotify rolled out their annual wrapped results. The music uh, streamer tracks the hours listened to, the artists listened to, and the preferred songs of every single user. The annual unveiling of our top listens is a cheerful way to remind us, users, that everything we do on our phones, on our laptops, on our work computers, all of that is being tracked by someone. Some of us have suspicions about what our results will be, but still they have to wait. We have to wait for confirmation. Others, like Allison, my wife, and I, we have to wait to see how our children will skew our results. <laughs> From one set of results to the next, we wait to either confirm our suspicions or to ask, what in the world were our kids listening to this year? Waiting, whether it's during Advent or during Spotify Wrapped Week, is never easy. About a week ago, in the days leading up to Thanksgiving, in one of my all-too-many, oh shoot, we forgot to get that trips to the grocery store, I watched shopper after shopper maneuver their two full shopping carts from one line to the next in a desperate attempt to avoid waiting behind a fellow shopper with an even fuller shopping cart. Watch out, coming through! A man shouted to me as I grabbed Nora by the back of her coat and pulled her back before she was run over by a cart full of frozen turkeys and boxed mashed potatoes and stuffing. You'll be waiting forever in that line, he said to us as he pushed past us. I think she's paying with a check, too. Oh, thanks, I guess, I said, making sure that Nora, who was standing next to me, was okay. And I said, good luck thawing those birds out before tomorrow's big meal. It won't take too long, he said. I don't mind the wait. On this first Sunday of Advent, we do not begin with a prophecy or angels visiting known characters like Zechariah and Elizabeth or Mary and Joseph. We don't begin with words like, fear not. Instead, we begin with, but about the hour or the day, no one knows. Neither angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. Beware, keep alert, watch out, wait. Advent is the beginning of the church year, so happy new year. While Advent for the world is about counting down the shopping days until Christmas, for the church, for us, Advent is a time for us to ask, where is God? And Jesus tells us that when we ask that question that we are to wait he tells us three times over six verses. He tells us that no one knows when Jesus will return, and so the only thing that's left for us to do is to wait. 
What you have to know is that this portion of Mark's gospel was written less than 100 years after Jesus spoke these words. And 100 years is a long time to wait for anything. The earliest Christians, the earliest followers of Jesus believed, they earnestly believed that Christ was going to return within their lifetime. But one generation's waiting was inherited by the next, and weariness began to set in. And today, 2,023 years later, their waiting is our waiting. Waiting in 2023 is no easy task, to be sure. With two-day, one-day, and even same-day delivery, whenever we are asked to wait for anything, we can always find another vendor who will give us what we want on the timeline that we demand. Instead of waiting in line at the grocery store for an extra five minutes, some will choose to nearly run over a five-and-a-half-year-old on their way to the shorter line or to speak with the manager. We will giggle when we read about Baruka Salk demanding a chocolate golden egg from one of Willy Wonka's chocolate golden egg-laying geese, and she shouts. We shout. We want it now. But when Jesus tells us that we have to wait for his return, it's enough for us to demand to speak to management. Wars are raging around the world. Environmental catastrophe is just around the corner. Bombs, guns, and drugs are killing children. As poverty around the world continues to increase, it seems that the rich are getting richer and the poor are becoming poorer. We want Jesus back, and we want him back right now. If Jesus was going to come back, we tell ourselves, now would be a great time for him to get a move on. We would settle for two-day shipping if it meant God would come and set things right today. Each of us can become frustrated in our waiting, and we assume that God is either asleep at the wheel or not paying attention. And we can begin to think that Jesus did not know what he was talking about. Beware. Stay alert. Watch out and wait. But Jesus is not telling us that our waiting should be passive. Jesus' parable at the end of our reading is a parable about the meantime, the time in between, the time in between the first advent with the manger and the baby with the golden fleece diapers, and the second advent when Christ promises to return. Jesus tells us that the master has gone away we're like, yeah, Jesus, we know. It's been about 2,000 years now. <laughs> but the master did not leave the servants to wait idly. Jesus said that a man was going on a journey, and he leaves home, and he puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to keep watch. The doorkeeper was given a task to keep watch, to be aware, keep alert, watch out, and wait. And each of the servants were given a task. In his book, Heaven and Earth, which we are using as a guide throughout Advent, retired United Methodist Bishop, professor at Duke Divinity, and all-around church curmudgeon, Will Willman writes, between Christ's first Advent and second, 
Christ has done the usual vocational thing. Put the servants in charge, giving each one a job to do. We, inadequate servants though we are, having been given a portion of Christ's realm to share with the world, have the time to be faithful. We have the time to wait. Waiting is one of the ways that the church universal spreading beyond denominational lines and geography and even time remains faithful to Jesus Christ. The work of the church is to show and to tell that Jesus Christ indeed has come and indeed will come again. We shout Sunday after Sunday, week after week, day after day, the same old song that God is not done with us. The church of yesterday, today, and tomorrow has been commissioned to bear the light of the light of the world into the darkest corners of the world. So then the life of the church is a life of waiting, waiting between two different advents. We proclaim that John baptized Christ in the Jordan River. We proclaim that through miracles and signs, Jesus Christ pointed to the glory and the grace of God. We proclaim that Christ was indeed killed on the cross, but that, but that death was not able to defeat the grace of God. We proclaim week after week that on the third day, Jesus rose from the grave. Week after week, we sing the same old song that Jesus ascended to the right hand of God. And that he promises to come again in the second advent. And that he will judge the living and the dead. As the church waits, as we watch for signs of Christ's presence in the most unlikely of people, and still we look in the most unlikely of places as well. But, and it's a big but, so you know that it doesn't lie. As we wait, there is a place where Jesus will always meet us. Parable about the man going on a journey is not a parable about an absentee master. Jesus sustains those who wait in bread and in wine and what Reverend Fleming Rutledge describes as refreshment for the next watch. We are the next watch because we are an Advent people, saved by grace, sustained by sacrament, and sent out to declare that Emmanuel, Christ, has come, and that Emmanuel will come again. Amen.